On this episode of Take Talks Business, I have the pleasure of speaking with Tad Sellers, president of Van Sant and Gussler Inc., a mechanical and electrical engineering design services company. Tad, thank you for joining me today on Tech Talks Business. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so for our listeners, can you just give uh, everyone a little bit of background as far as your, your career and kind of uh, your time here with Vance Hand and Gessler? Sure. Yeah, well, um, I, I want to start just, I, I didn't grow up around here, but I feel like I did. My dad's family's from this area. Okay. Um, actually, um, my kids are probably the fourth generation in this area. So oh, nice. um, they were all born at DePaul Hospital. My um, grandfather and his brothers were doctors there. Oh, um, wow. My dad and his brother were, um, they did business in Virginia Beach and okay. in this area. So um, even though I wasn't technically born here and I grew up in Richmond, um, I consider it home. And obviously for the last 25 years, I've been here ever since I graduated from college. Um, but um, yeah, so, in 1994, I graduated from Duke University okay. with an engineering degree. Didn't know anything. Graduated in the top 90% of my class, so obviously my resume did not float to the top. <laughs> um, but I got some interviews, um, and fortunately, I didn't um, have the opportunity to uh, get offered any jobs from those interviews. And so I ended up coming back to Virginia Beach, living with my dad, and um, uh, got an interview at Van Sant Gessler. So um, a as an electrical engineer, this is not the type of engineering that I imagined. I was okay. thinking I'm going to develop the latest technology or gotcha. something like that. But I, but I walked in and obviously I needed a job and, and these guys were willing to listen to me. And um, what I love about it is that uh, I was an unknown to them. Yeah. So they knew I had a degree. Um, they knew probably after a, a short period of time that I didn't know anything about what they did. Um, but I was willing. I was yeah. willing to learn and they were willing to take a chance on me. So that was that was 25 years ago. And um, I've been with the same company ever since, been with Van St. Gessler ever since. Um, they, probably six months in the door, they sent me to Iceland, um, oh, wow. to one of the jobs there. And then I've been to um, the Azores, I've been to Puerto Rico, I've been around the world with, with this company and some of the military contracts we've had. And obviously we've done a lot of work in this area as well. So I started out, um, you know, with the degree, but didn't know anything. So I learned how to draft, you know, yeah. they, they call it draft, but truly it's, it's computer programs that yeah. we, we jar our designs on. So I learned how to draft and learned from some, some great designers and engineers here. And they, they were patient with me and yeah. took a lot of patience. <laughs> um, but I, le I learned the industry and yeah. I, I learned all, all these buildings that I had taken for granted forever. It, it takes people like me to design them, which was, wow. was kind of cool to realize that. And then, um, Started designing my own projects. Um, you know, after five years of experience, I sat for my PE and passed. Okay. And so um, then I was able to seal my own work and, wow. and uh, take on more responsibility. Um, it's funny, I was thinking about it in the, the car on the way in today. Um, when I sat for my interview here, uh, one of the principals said, you know, in 15 years, you know, you might be running the business. And <laughs> it was never a goal of mine, but, yeah. but it's, it's funny the way that worked out. You know, it was 10, 10 years later, but um, about seven, five to seven years ago, my, um, the electrical department had retired. And so there was okay. a spot for me to, to kind of take over. And, and I learned a lot from that man, just how to, how to really treat people. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, and, and obviously he was, he was a great engineer too. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, this, this opportunity to the, um, past, the pr past president just retired and, um, there was a spot for me. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to step into the new role and, 
uh, in the meantime, still doing some design and, and managing a department. Gotcha. So. Well, and and your 25th anniversary and and your new role as president also coincides with the 60th anniversary of your company. Um, so, in in your mind, what do you feel has been the the, the reason for that success over time? Yeah. So, um, I know for from my experience, and I alluded to this when I talked about my boss. I, I think it's the way that we treat people. So yeah. whether it's uh, the people inside the office, the people that are working for the company, or whether it's the client, uh, whether it's you know professionals outside of our company, I, I think it's just a, a mutual respect. I yeah. think um, that's why I've been here for so long. I, I, I've seen that just in our um, the way we do business. It's part of our core values. Yeah. Um, we nurture our people, we foster client relationships, and we try to further the engineering profession. And that yeah. it's it's all people. You know, it's a people yeah. business. So gotcha. um, I, I think that. Um, our clients can tell that we listen to them. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people don't, just like when I walked in the door, they don't understand what we do. So mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, um, you know, we get calls from people that are treating us like a notary public. Hey, I, I need a notary public to check this box. <laughs> well, that's not really what we do, but yeah. let's have a conversation so yeah. we can tell you how we can add value. So gotcha. um, we're not just waiting for them to tell us what they need because a lot of times they don't know what they need. So um, again, from the electrical uh, perspective, um, you know, if, if you if you look up, you see lights. That's the type of design we do. You look around. You want to plug in your phone. If we don't design it correctly, you don't have a receptacle there. Plug in your phone. So it's it's really functional design to make a space work. And so um, I, I know you had uh, Donna fan of on, yeah. on the show, yeah. and um, I, you know I, I love just listening to her talk about how she draws out what the client wants, and that's kind of what we. Uh, we try to do on the engineering side as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, and to that point, for people who may not be, because engineering, depending on who the listener is, can be a really broad uh, uh, definition. Absolutely. So for those who may not have had a chance to, uh, to work with your team over the last 60 years, can you, can you get into some of the specifics as far as kind of what those services and provide um, and kind of who you tend to target more often as far as your client base? Sure, absolutely, yeah. So again, I'm, my, my discipline is electrical. So we do electrical, plumbing, and mechanical engineering. So, um, you know, we, most of our clients, either directly or, or indirectly, they, they have a building that they want to, uh, you know, build from the ground up or, um, you know, renovate. We do a lot of renovation work and so, um, you know that we work with architects really closely um, to design that. So, so we would design lighting systems for buildings, power systems. Um, it's not just uh, function, but it's also safety. So we're okay. we're guided by codes for me, the National Electrical Code, the plumbing codes, the building codes. So we have to know that information okay. for the government. It's it's their whole set of criteria. You know, yeah. so that 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 they can function the way they're supposed to and yeah. keep people safe. Um, and then, uh, again, sticking with electrical, so we'll uh, do control systems for lighting or um, other, you know, other controls, HVAC controls, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Our mechanical guys are, are um, you know, designing mechanical systems for the building to keep people cool and comfortable, um, humidity, um, you know, mitigation. Um, they're also uh, designing water systems, you know, so you have yeah. hot water, cold water. Um, and that's what our plumbers do as well, our okay. plumbing designers. Okay. Uh, we also get into fire protection, so oh, okay. fire alarm and sprinkler systems for commercial buildings. Um, gotcha. okay. 
And then on the electrical side, we do telecommunications and security systems, stuff like oh, that okay. as well. So okay. So when you're dealing with the government, is there a, a, is there a whole nother level that you have to work with because of security-related issues with a lot of that electrical and there, the telecommunications? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So we, um, we've done... Uh, a lot of projects with the Navy in this area, obviously, yeah. a lot of bases around here. So they'll have secure facilities that um, um, will have to design per their standards and have special, um, not security clearances, but special credentials in order to work okay. in the space. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And they have their own certification process for those spaces. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and along with that, I know in reading up on, on the company and having seen some of the projects that you worked on, um, I noticed that um, you all, and, and forgive me for not always knowing exactly how to f term it or phrase it, but essentially what most people know is green projects right. or green initiatives. Can you talk a little bit about some of those projects and kind of, was that something that you all kind of saw and, and jumped into or was it something more where the customers were coming to you saying, hey, we want to do this, but we have no idea like how to even start something like that? Right. Um, so, uh, to be completely honest, it's I think that um, the, the the green building initiative or whatever you want to call it really started um, ten years before anybody realized it. But um, <laughs> but when the government catches on to it and they yeah. realize it's it's um, you know for the, for the good of their mission and and um, some marketing stuff as well that they they really are the ones that said we want these buildings certified gotcha. to be energy efficient. Um, and so uh, where we come into that is, you know, again, with the plumbing, mechanical, and electrical, uh, we can design um, efficient lighting systems, control systems that shuts, shut lights off when you're not in, okay. um, dim lights when there's plenty of outside light. Okay. Um, for our mechanical guys, um, there's, there's actually a lot of savings with the type of equipment you specify. Yeah. Um, they can do, um, you know, geothermal um, energy. So okay. really claiming energy, you know, from the ground and, and using that to cool buildings. Um, and then there's rainwater harvesting that our, our plumbing designers can do. Okay. Cool. So, so there's some really great, great things that we can add to that space. Yeah. Um, it all comes at a cost. And so yeah. that's why you haven't seen, it's been slow to be adopted by the masses because um, owners want their buildings up and they don't want to have to, they, they want to look at the payback on it. So yeah. a lot of times that's not there. So I, I think the government did the right thing in, in requiring it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that they realized that maybe, um, you know, getting every building certified um, isn't necessary. Let's just incorporate these values into the designs and require yeah. them from the designers. So, gotcha. um, yeah, I would say that we, um, you know, I, we had our first, um, I guess our first certification was in 2010 for a building that we worked on that got certified, and we've okay. had um, silver and gold buildings that we've designed that have been oh, nice. certified, which is nice. just kind of nice. Cool. Um, but I would say in general that um, when we that is our sort of de facto method of design, we try to incorporate those things, okay. and a lot of times they get value engineered out because it's just not the right um, not the right building for it. Um, okay. The owner's not willing to pay for it up front, that kind of thing. Gotcha. Yeah. So in looking through kind of your portfolio of projects, I, I always love doing that before I talk to some of the different companies because of the fact that you, there's so many of these, these locations, you drive by it thousands of times sometimes, or, or it's just, it's so well known in a community and you go, wow, I didn't realize they had their hand right. in it. Are there, 
are there a couple projects that you look back on over the last 25 years that you like really stick out in your mind that you're like, God, I would, I'm either so proud of that project or it's just so cool to see kind of how the community has responded to it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'll start with some just so you and, and the listeners will know how, I guess, just how deep the roots are, Vincent Gusser's roots are in the city. But um, Vincent Gusser was involved in the design of the scope. Okay. Um, before my time, obviously, yeah. um, the Norfolk Southern Tower, okay. um, Norfolk International Airport. So wow. we've we've been around for a long time and had yeah. our hand in a lot of those. Um, and then obviously on the on the bases around here, we've done, um, like I said, SEAL Team facilities, okay. peer work, that kind of thing. So um, for me personally, um, that's a great question. I, I don't know that I have uh, have a favorite, um, except the one that I'm working on, we're working on right now, is I'm yeah. really excited about. We're working on the um, Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel Project. So oh, huge okay. project. Yeah. Um, we're, we're a member of the team. We're actually designing the, the support buildings on the islands. Nice. And um, the reason I'm excited about it, obviously it's a great infrastructure project for this area. Yeah. Um, it's iconic, but really we're, we're getting the opportunity to work with um, a much larger engineering firm okay. to see how they operate um, and I really think we're adding value to the team yeah. you know things they may not think of because of, of their process we're able to add and help them think through some things so gotcha. okay. um, and so for me it, what's again is that a is that a pretty project you know no but it's yeah. it's the the engineering process that I'm excited about yeah. and being able to you know draw out that information and collaborate with the other engineers yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it may not be pretty, but I'll tell you when it's done, it can make a lot of people happy. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> On both sides. Um, so, I, I relate a lot of times with uh, individuals who step into the role as, as president or CEO of a company that in many cases, it, it, the backgrounds aren't necessarily what people see as traditional entrepreneurship, meaning that you, you kind of started the company from scratch. But the reality is, when you're the one running the show, it really does become an entrepreneur type of environment because now it's it, everything's under you and you're running the, the show. So um, in, in leading up to that, were, have there been some challenges that you saw over the years that you felt like um, kind of you've had to deal with or the company has had to deal with and, and how you kind of got through some of that? Yeah, absolutely. I'll start by saying it's, um, I've got a great management team, yeah. right? So I, I've got um, some folks that have owned their own businesses, have been okay. in the industry for 30 years. So I'm not in a vacuum here, fortunately. Yeah. Um, and I've also learned from some some great guys here. I mean, I was, uh, Mr. Van Sant was still here when I came on board and I, okay. I learned um, not only about how he does business, but about engineering from him as well. So I've, I've got to, uh, I've had the pleasure of sitting under some, some great people who know how to run a business, at least yeah. an engineering business. Yeah. I don't know that I could take it and run any business, but I think I'm good <laughs> on the engineering business side because I've seen how they've done it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that honestly, the biggest challenge that I've seen recently has been just, um, I guess, competing for talent. So competing gotcha. for engineers. So even though, I mean, we've got some great engineering firms in the area, Clark Nexon. Um, yeah. they're, they're a huge firm, they're multi-service, so we don't really compete with them for jobs. Okay. But we definitely compete with them for engineers, for talent. So, so that's been one of the challenges. And so over the years, the way that we've, um, and I mean, obviously this time, COVID, it's onboarding people virtually and stuff like that is a challenge in itself. But yeah. um, even before that, we've had to sort of think outside the box. So, you know, we've hired some folks that were 
located in New York and you know oh, okay. commuted um, every couple weeks here to be on site and then we'd go oh, home wow. and do some work so wow. um, and some of those have worked out well and some of them haven't honestly but yeah. um, I think that uh, another way that that we've been able to um, I guess think outside the box on that is just having um, some 1099 employees you know gotcha. some folks that we don't have on staff um, you know as you know w2 employees but folks that we can call when we need some assistance with you know just staffing and stuff gotcha. like that okay. um, you know there's there are lots of options out there and it, it's something that just recently we've really had to had to look at so um, I'm excited to say we, we did just hire another engineer um, okay. and nice. another drafter but um, you know we're looking one of the things that um, that I learned early on because of, of the way that I was hired. Van St. Guster wasn't actually looking for an engineer when they hired me, okay. but they saw somebody that, hey, maybe he's got potential. And so yeah. it's similar for me, even when we're, I feel like we're perfectly staffed, if I get a resume, yeah. I'll talk to them and see, maybe maybe it's a good fit, you know, and we can, we can use this person um, to really augment our team, even though we don't need them right now. Gotcha. Um, so that, that's kind of a challenge too. Like you don't wanna, you know, do you have, enough work to support the number of people yeah um, or are you gonna be understaffed and it's it's a you know razor-thin edge there yeah. I feel like we're, we're one project away from one or the other you know gotcha. being in a cruncher um, but um, yeah so that's that's been a challenge and it, it can, continues to be a challenge yeah. um, do you feel like one of the conversations that comes up a lot um, with the chamber and, and, and especially when we talk a lot of uh, regional conversations is the the term that gets brought up a lot is uh, brain drain um, the idea that we that we teach them um, I guess in engineering whether it's at ODU or, or Virginia Tech I mean anywhere within the state and we, we we train them we put all this education into them and then they leave the area yeah. Do you all find that you see a lot of that as well? And you talk about New York. I mean, do you find that sometimes you're having to go outside the market to get people in, even though we've essentially trained them here, not necessarily just in the 757, but at least within the state? Yeah, I, I definitely think that's true. Um, and, and as I'm thinking about the question, I'm realizing my own bias. I, w I would rather hire somebody from this area. Yeah. You know, I've get, I get plenty of resumes from people wanting to come to this area from out of state. And I'm like, and maybe it's just because I love this area so much. I'm like, well, they don't even know this area. Why do they want to come here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely see that. And, and I get it. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're young and, and you can go anywhere you want um, and you, you grew up here, why do you want to stay here, yeah. you know? Um, I think we see a lot of people that do that and then come back here, yeah. you know? Um, I, I think, um, you know, is, is the grass is always greener somewhere else, right? Yeah, so. yeah exactly. So we talk a little bit about the challenges. What would you say, not just personally, but, but as a, a company uh, that's, that has been able to, to be um, a consistent presence in the area for 60 years, I, I think sometimes the easy answer is the, what's been your greatest success? And the idea is, well, we're still here 60 right, years yeah. later. But beyond that, what would you say, at least in your mind, has been maybe one of the greatest successes for the company or, or even for you professionally within the company? Yeah, so the um, first thing that comes to mind is that I think we've been able to adapt. Um, so um, again, being here 25 years, I've seen lots of ups and downs. Yeah. And um, um, I, I think most of our work is repeat clients, gotcha. um, but we, um, you see, different sectors, let's say drying up, but going through waves of economic challenges. So yeah. for a while it was the government work when they were 
furloughing people. And then, um, you know, the, the healthcare space, um, you know, right now is, is booming, but it wasn't always that way. And so um, I think we've been able to adapt and you can see that we have a, a long list of projects um, in a lot of different sectors. So yeah. healthcare has always been a bit a big space of ours. And I, I love that because you can, you talked about driving around, driving through around buildings and, um, you know, we've been involved in, in um, redesigning and renovating spaces and hospitals that are helping people live better lives, you know, yeah. and so it's kind of cool yeah. to point to that mission. Um, same thing with the, with the military work, um, you know, we're, we're involved in keeping our country safe and, um, and, uh, and even just the industrial processes. We, we've done, um, done the steel facility here in Virginia Beach and, um, you know, our industrial partners there they provide a service, you know, and, yeah. and they provide, you know, revenue to the city. And um, so, so be, being able to be in those different spaces, um, we, we've just been able to kind of, um, I guess, ride through some, some tough times economically. Yeah. Um, one of the things recently I'm really proud of is um, during, I guess, since March, the city of Norfolk stopped doing inspections for construction. Oh, wow. Um, and there's a provision in the Virginia Construction Code that allows professional engineers or some other certification to do those third-party inspections. So okay. um, there, was a, there was a need, and, and we saw it, and so we, we were able to stand up a, an inspection program pretty quickly oh, wow. that was allowing, really, these contractors to keep work. Um, you know, hospitals continue to be renovated and yeah. built. Um, otherwise, construction could stop, you know. Okay. And so we've done close to 300 inspections over the last wow. six months. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, have have had, you know, three different inspectors in-house and then coordinated um, some outside disciplines. And okay. so it's, it's really, it's been a sort of a surprise revenue stream for us, but it's also yeah. been a, just a great way to meet some of the contractors in this area and, and other clients that maybe we wouldn't have had contact with and really add, again, add value to the project. So, yeah. you know, we come in and we, we design these spaces, but now we're an inspector. And so we ask questions that maybe some other folks wouldn't and really are able to um, make sure the project not only um, is built per spec, but really is built per code. And, gotcha. and so, yeah. Okay. Well, and you talk a little bit about the change um, obviously because of COVID um, and obviously it's had some impact on commercial real estate just in general either because of, of less people going in or, or changing the way the businesses are happening um, and I and we could spend all day just talking about COVID related stuff right. but but taking into consideration not just COVID, but just kind of what you're seeing in the trends, what do you see kind of as the future of, of what you're all doing on an engineering side and also kind of what you see with the future of, of the, your company in general as far as when we look out for another 10, 15 years, what, what do you see as that future? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, ca I, can, I can say this, that, that that codes and laws are written because things happen. Yeah. So, uh, again, the, the national fire codes that, that we go by, um, somebody just have an idea one day. They, yeah. they are responding to tragedies, you know, and so gotcha. they're making projects safer. Um, and again, we, since we are talking about, since COVID is right in front of our face, that's what I'll relate it to. Yeah. Um, there are definitely some code changes that'll come out of this, whether it's 
you know, fire codes or, um, you know, the, the healthcare codes or whatever. And, and we can really add to that. I mean, there, there are things that you can um, design elements that we design all the time um, that you can change to disinfect areas. We can add blue light technology and in, in lighting fixtures. You can add UV light and HVAC equipment. Um, you can um, bump up the um, air change requirement to make sure that people aren't breathing the air, yeah. the same air. Yeah. Um, and so those are, those, are, those are real changes that um, I think will come out of this. Um, it's, it's hard to know, man. I think, every, I think everybody is wondering, gosh, do we need more space now? Do we need less space now, yeah. you know, in the commercial market? And yeah. so um, I, I could go either way on that. Um, yeah. But there, there definitely will be changes to the way that buildings are designed gotcha. um, to keep people safe and it's, they're, they're necessary. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it sounds like the one advantage you all have is that as long as you're willing to adapt, you'll... It, you're always going to be part of that change, right. which is kind of a nice um, advantage to being in, in that position is the fact that you can not only be part of the change, but kind of help facilitate how that change occurs in the future, which is wonderful. Right. Not everybody's in that position. So yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Um, well, before we wrap up, um, for those who, who um, are interested in learning more about you and getting a, a chance to work with your team, um, how do they reach out to you? I mean, who's the best person to reach out to? How do they connect with you? Yeah, um, I mean, we're, you know, we're a small company, so I'm, it's not like I'm, I'm sitting in an, an ivory tower somewhere, you know, in, in an office building somewhere. Like, we, you can call me. You, can, you can call me, you know, at our office number. You can reach out to me via email. Um, you know, uh, Pete Striffler and Don Best, uh, Molly Stewart, they're the, the, the other members of the board and other managers. Okay. Um, they're always willing to talk. Um, you know, again, we take calls all the time from, from new clients. We don't always end up working with them because if we're not a good fit, like we don't, we don't want to go down a, 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 a trail with somebody and then end up, you know, having wasted their time. So yeah. we like to have the, we'll, we'll get a call and, and we'll say, let's talk about it and see if we can help you out. And um, yeah, I'm always one to talk. So That's great. yeah. That's great. Well, and shout out to Dawn, because I, I mean, that she played a big role in, in connecting with us and, and her participation with the chamber. So it's, I know she's got some great connection with our business community. So absolutely. Um, yeah, she, she was a great ad. Great yeah. add to our team. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me and, and giving the listeners to Tag Talks an opportunity to learn more about you and more about the company. And congratulations on your 60th. Congratulations on your 25th. Thank and, you. And your new role. And, yeah. and maybe we'll catch up uh, here in the future and, and see how it's been after you got some time as uh, president of the company. I like so, that take. Thanks. Wonderful. Thank you for your time. Yep.